you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. I got my high school librarian, Roman Harper, right over here. What you grinning, what you, what you grinning for? Because every time you just get more and more creative with how you name drop me. So I appreciate it as more as long as I stay in your life, I appreciate it. However I get there, I don't know. Anyways, all of our listeners out there, make sure you hit give us a five-star rating. Hit the subscribe button. Come up, come part of the family of the NFL Player Second Acts podcast. And also, anywhere you pick up your podcast, whether it's Apple or iHeart, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Check us out. Terrence and Tori Holt were just on the show. Amazing interview. Give it a listen. Today's interview, I'm super, super excited to have a duo. I think it's our first duo we've had on the podcast. It is. Really looking forward to it. We got my man, my my partner in crime, Charles Peanut Tillman, as always. And today's guest, let's go down the resume. All right. It's the Holt brothers. Both of these guys attended NC State. I I was a teammate with one of them, the brother, Terrence Holt, who I'm not going to read off his stats yet. I will go start with Torrey Holt, the brother, the wide receiver, four-time Hall of Fame finalist which means he's close. He's knocking on the door. Super Bowl champion, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, led the league in receptions twice in the NFL's 2000s All-Decade mm. team. Congratulations, mm. my oh, boy. Yes, Terrence sir. Holt, 
my favorite Hulk because my teammate for a year came in, taught me some ropes. You know what I mean? He's an older guy. I was always looking for that safety to look up to. He was a great blend, a great person. I get to bounce a whole bunch of ideas off. Love playing beside him. Uh, Terrence Holt was a fifth-round pick in 2003, played six years, and is – and at the same time, together as well at Doran Tony's, so, uh, Tori's, Tori's time. So, welcome to the podcast, fellas. Sure, Thank you guys sure, for having us. Thanks for having us. The brothers, me. brothers. Yeah, yeah man. Brothers. And like I said earlier, uh, Tori, you should be used to this. All this coverage around, all these DBs around you in space. So, feel comfortable sharing today. No doubt, man. It's, it's uh, certainly a pleasure to be here for sure. When I, when when, uh, when when Megan and them reached out, I was like, "Yo, the podcast is, is happening at the draft. Would y'all, you know, would you be willing to?" Join. I was like, can I bring my bro? It's like, yeah. So good to have my brother here. It's good to be able to be I think able to that's be dope, man. Still looking out for your little brother. Like, yo, come show on, now. come on the show yeah, with you, man. That's what's up. Show I like up. that yeah. though. We, we do a lot, we do a lot together, man. That's you what's know? up. We do I like that together. though. And a lot of that it it's it started from how we was raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, our mom and our dad was really big on us being together. We got an older sister. So, you know, even though as guys, as as boys, we we competed. It up in the crib, yeah. But at the same day, we, at the same time, we had to come back. Yo, what's up, man? It was, yeah. yeah, nice to compete. You know, we still brothers. We still, we still show love. So what's the age? What's brothers? the age difference, real quick? Yeah, okay. what's, so, so four years apart. Four years apart. Four, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now let's 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 address the elephant in the room. All right. So at what point does the younger brother get bigger than the older brother? And like, how did these things start to happen? Because I got all older brothers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I cannot, my, I've never beat my older brother. It's like yeah. this block. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm a little bit bigger than he is. And it yeah. Just doesn't. But you're the, you're the youngest, right? I'm the youngest. But yeah. you look the oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. He the oldest. He the youngest, but right. he look. But he look, look the we got that clarified. Yeah. Yeah. Glad we got that clarified. Well, yeah. well I, was, I was always um, chasing my brother. I always wanted to be around my brother. Yeah. And, uh, he oftentimes he in our neighborhood he hung with the older kids as well. So the okay. kid the, the kids or guys that he was hanging with were always like four and five years older than him. Yeah. So I'm four years behind him. So I'm hanging around guys that are eight years older than me. Yeah. And um, when when it comes to guys at that age, guys oftentimes at that age want to hang around girls. Yeah. And so um, but anyway, I if my brother was um in our neighborhood pitching horseshoes playing football, I wanted to be there. So. Yeah. Um, he he was always uh, had the uh, the burden of my presence and being around older girl older uh, guys and older girls and I think that's for me playing with them him playing with older kids mm-hmm. in the neighborhood helped develop his game right. physically and kind of uh, mm-hmm. understanding that at some point you're gonna be playing this is your competition so yeah, yeah they older than you now but if you go to college you go to the pros this is what you're gonna be going against and then for me that was just it was just normal so playing up playing competition that were bigger older more mature than you and just always wanting to be in his shadow that's kind of continued kind of yeah. to this day, us being business partners yeah, um, and having the uh, fortune of both playing in the National Football League, which is you know unique in itself to have brothers that have played, even though we got a lot of brothers in mm-hmm. our league that have played statistically, there's not a lot of brothers that, that have played in our league right. or made it to the league. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just, just a natural thing. He's doing something. Um, he's been very, uh, very uh, uh, nice, and, uh, and and I was always thought about me and invited me to it, and uh, and that's just how we do. It's from my mom and our dad. Yeah. So let me start this uh, next question off. I'm across my legs. So we got you know what I'm saying. We got that grown sexy going on right now. We got that grown sexy going on right now. So I think it's cool that you could 
you know, you, you, you have your brother to look up to. And mm-hmm. then I know probably when you got to the league, you had an idea of what to expect. Yeah. Right? Yes. And maybe you didn't just because Correct. you're the oldest and, yep. and you're kind of setting a tone. Correct. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? And then I, I, I want to I want you to answer that question. Sure. And were you prepared for it? And sure. did you get that advice from him? I, I, I think for me it was when I, I, I was running, uh, I think it was like 0-48 and, um, and the defense was in zone. And I and I set I chose to set down, which I did what I was supposed to do. It was mm-hmm. my, my responsibility. And I'm thinking it's, you know, you know how, how in practice, just some, you know, they ask y'all to tag off. Yeah. yeah. Nah, Charlie, Charlie Clements, bam, excuse me, crush me. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, welcome to the NFL, young boy. Mm. So for me, physically, that was my welcome to the National Football League. Mentally, it was playing in the Super Bowl was my welcome to the National Football League. And that was your rookie year, right? That was my rookie year. So that mm-hmm. took me to a whole nother level right from the gate. So my expectations were high right from the door. So those are my two welcome to the National Football League moments that stuck with me. Right. And for me, um, I, I had the fortune of, uh, I, I think I earned the title for the pros. And and, and again, it's I, I was very happy with being considered a pros pro. And yeah. that happened for me very early on because again, I was used to being in the locker room. I carried myself in a certain kind of way where um, I, was a, I was a gym rat. I stayed right across the street from in Allen Park in Dearborn. I was drafted by the Lions and uh, I was always, I didn't have a family. So for me, I was always around and um, played with players like Robert Porsche. And I remember, um, you know, being around them and man, you walk around here like you a vet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody pointing you or letting you, having to tell you where to go. Well, I'm spending so much time in the building. I'm telling right. people that been here two, three years that this is upstairs or all those kinds of things. But my moment to welcome to the uh, NFL was once uh, you have rookie uh, kind of mini camps, it's just the rookies that are there. Mm-hmm. And everybody's talking yeah. about, well, it's gonna be different when the uh, when the vets yeah, come so in yeah, I, I heard and you that. had your OTAs, yeah, 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 we all heard and, that. And, and so you know that's make a little nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah I was no. gonna say it's some anxiety to come it with is, that. Like, is. dang, you know this this is the league, and we you know we running on. I mean, you ran on and off the field when you was in college, but mm-hmm. it's just tempo. Everything's tempo, period to period, and everybody's trying to get you used to the NFL life. And they were saying OTAs, here come the uh, here, here come the uh, the vets, and um, again we in um, shells. And um, in uh, team drill, um, I'm out there. We're going against the first team offense, and uh, Corey Schlesinger, which was a fullback, full yeah, yeah, fullback from for Nebraska. us, yes, right. from Nebraska, <laughs> um, is coming through the hole and coming down the sideline, and he likes to finish a drill. So he finishes the drill. We got the ball maybe 40 yards out. He's going to finish all the way to the end zone. And so we being taught tag off like you just yeah, was talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I'm tagging off. And I had not got the memo with Corey Schlesinger. He's stiff on me. So all I got is a hat on mm. running around these. Uh, uh, Detroit, right? Detroit. Yeah. Yep, running down the field. And Corey Schlesinger, I go to tag in kind of like, you know, form tackle. I'm going to breeze by him. And he stiffs on my whole helmet. I'll come off, pop off my head. That's how stiff his stiff arm was. <laughs> and it was kind of without him even saying, welcome to the NFL, everybody else is saying like, welcome, welcome to, to the NFL. That's right. Boy. So yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was tough. So in my, in my 13 years, you know, I, I got my bumps and bruises and I'm gonna look into my camera right here and I'm gonna mm-hmm. show my little pinky that's all jacked Ooh. up right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm listening to you talk. Beautiful. 
and I'm I'm looking at your finger in your left yeah. hand, mm-hmm. and can can mm-hmm. look in that camera and show show them that that thing right there. Yeah, that's that's, nice. that's what greatness looks like. That's, All that's, hands, yo. That's no chest. That's yeah. the ball never touches <laughs> never. chest. Never. That's Rarely. all hands. Only time, only time in traffic. Because you know, sometimes you gotta in traffic, you gotta go up and body the ball. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the collision allows you to catch the ball. Yeah. yeah. So, but other than that, I'm using all my hands to catch the football. Like that's as receivers, that's our job is to catch the football. So I was right. very, I've always been very, very comfortable around a ball. Mm-hmm. I was talking, I was, was talking about this last night. I think me and London Fletcher and was talking and, and I used to sleep with the ball. I used to be in, just laying in the bed, flipping the ball. I mean, yep. he knows. That's yep. throwing multiple tennis balls off of the wall and catching it out in the neighborhood. Like I was, I've just always been very comfortable catching the ball. So I'm a natural master of catching the football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And with my hands. And funny thing about his finger, we're um, in Arizona in 2007. By that time, I had moved on to Arizona, and uh, we're playing the Rams, and um, we're out there as we always did when we played, we're talking mid play, we're talking to each other. Hey, you know, family get settled tickets, yeah. you know, everything yeah. like, like this game, game going yeah. on, right? Yeah. He just ran a go route, whatnot. I'm coming back from covering somebody and we just talking to each other. And he's like, man, I just, um, I just, man, just, he was blocking somebody. He was talking about his fingers. Man, I just broke my finger again. He showed me the finger and popped it back in. But this this finger has gotten uglier. Yeah, it's right. over the years. Over it's the bad. years, it's and bad. I'm like, man, they they can fix that, you yeah. know. And he's he's just big on this. Is this this is his, his, his y'all know? I'm the surgeries. I'm tired of the surgeries. It, I mean, yeah. it on, is. It, oh, this, same this with is, this joint. Yeah, I, it's hey, it is what it is. Right. I just, we all have wounds. We all have our wounds. But I told yeah. him, you, this one is you're mine. scaring people. Right. Yeah. With yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He's not lying. I just saw this finger for the first time. When, was first, right? yeah. when you first talk, I was yeah. like, I mean, I was I wasn't gonna talk about it because you didn't you want to jump out your skin. Yeah, I did. Right. You seemed very yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah. So yeah, I was I'm very, I'm very, very comfortable. I'm trying with to be a professional. He over here queasing for the past <laughs> hour. I told him it's one thing to be a badge of honor, but you, if you can't hold no change in yeah. your hand. It ought to be a, like a no change. <laughs> you can't hold limit to the badge of honor where you gotta get it fixed. But So tell me this, how does it feel when when people ask you guys that you achieve the rare feat? Sure. And that is both brothers mm. making it to the NFL. Uh, sure. How much pride does that bring you? I got three older brothers, so sure. yeah. I, I would have loved to have an sure. older brother playing the NFL and achieve that goal. But for your family, how much pride and for you guys individually? <clears throat> No, I'll say for, I'll go first. I mean, sure. the the you, you mentioned pride. I mean, we take we 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 um, we hold this. I mean, it it allows us to have, have the type of pride that mm-hmm. that you look for in, in in a family, and then particularly being able to share something yeah. with your brother. So we don't take it for granted for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we know we have a responsibility as being brothers and having the success that we had coming from a small town of Gibsonville, North Carolina. You know, there's a lot of little ones, a lot of folks in the neighborhood that that, that look to us. So. We're very aware of that, but to be able to share something like this stage with your yeah, brother, yeah. the highs, the lows, the indifference, all, all those things is just really, to me, is, is the ultimate. Because we also come across uh, siblings that don't yeah. get along. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And yeah. we 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 look we we look at like so, that. That's, that's what we like. like how you, how you how not you? talk to your brother in a six months, like, three like, months? Like what, what do like, you mean? What is, what is what is that? Yeah. So 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 to be able to to be able to have a biological sibling and you have that type of connection with, um, it's, it's really dope. And it's the same with our sister. Mm. Our sister's a school teacher. 
Um, she's in the, she, we, we, we all pride ourselves on serving and we got that from my father. Mm. So my sister is a, is, a, is a teacher, Terrence and I obviously played sports and we have our foundation now where we're able to, able to serve. But to be able to do all of those things, I know I'm going, going a little long, but to be able to no. do all those things with the one that you love and your, and your brother, uh, no, nah, it's, it's, it's dope, it's really cool. Yeah, and I'd say for me, it's, it's, it goes back to my first statement, I always wanted to do what my brother wanted <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it was both um, to have that example um, kind of to follow and a good example at that because you know not every older brother or older sister is a good example mm. um, but they want you to be the best you can be in most occasions and for me it was both um, me trying to do what he done and follow kind of in his footsteps which um, to some people they'll talk about the pressure that comes with that yeah they're always coming behind your brother and um, him having the type of career but for me it was it was competitive because yeah. um, like we talked about this uh, a great deal where um, having an example um, in, in, in seeing that somebody can do it mm -hmm. is sometimes all you need. Right. And I, I had that. the ultimate right. example of my yeah. brother and I'm right. kind of like, my, bro my brother? Oh, he, th he had 32 points? Pfft, I know I'm going for 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was kind of yeah, that yeah. competition that yeah. was breeded with us being young and he made, uh, the uh, the thought of going to college, earning a scholarship, uh, while seemingly daunting, my brother did it. I know I can do it. That's proof of concept yeah, that I yeah. can do it. Right. Plus, I'm competitive. I want to do what he's done, if not better and yeah. more. And so, um, I was just I, I just had that mindset and thought process that I'm gonna make the league. I'm gonna do what I need to do to make the league. Get me a scholarship. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play well whatever role I need to play, I'm mm -hmm. gonna play it and do it. And um, and I had his tutelage all the way, you know, through. Um, that's, you know, I think the beauty of he and I is that we've been best friends throughout the process. Right. We've competed and been best friends. And uh, when he when he lost uh, Super Bowl in uh, 2001, I lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, He wanted to go out, this is a funny story. We were, uh, after uh, <laughs> they, they lose to the Patriots there in New Orleans, uh, he comes to the room, we all walk back to the room. He finally get back after all the media and all that kind of stuff and comes to the room. Hey, he's dressed, ready to go out. And I ain't going out, man. Like I'm I'm crying, I'm down. This, this is how invested that I've always right, been right. in him and uh, in, in his routes and stuff that he's done. Um, you know, playing against the Rams was the easiest thing in the world. For me, the greatest show on turf, while they were great, I knew them. I had been watching them as a fan but also watching them with a competitive mind. If I was ever on the field against them, this is what I would do. And so, um, all, all all that to say, man, that um, we understand that we've done something that is unique. Mm -hmm. um, we 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 uh, we are we are prideful about it, um, but we also try to uh, impress upon other people that you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were population fifteen hundred. Nobody had made it out of our neighborhood, yeah. but we yeah. had, like most neighborhoods and guys that have made it, we had all talented people, yeah. yes. like maybe even more talented than us, yeah. that ran in the, you know, just, just stuff. Whatever bad decisions. Bad I, so decisions. so yeah. I, I love that because <clears throat> that is my story. Mm. Yeah. Growing up in Prattville, Alabama, nobody that looked like me had ever made it to the NFL. Yeah. Mm. We had a fullback named Kevin Turner. God rest his soul. Sure. Okay. He passed away from ALS a few years ago. But that was the only guy. Wow. And so because that, and like you said, 
once somebody that you know does it, you're like, dude, I can do yeah, it too. Man. Like, yeah. I didn't know I could achieve yeah. that. Yep. I thought it was- And they town is small. Just, they ain't got but like yeah. 200 people right. population. Yeah. Right. Boy, they tiny. I thought right. our yeah. ceiling was on top of us and it's not even there. Mm -mm. Yeah. And so it's it's beautiful to hear you talk about that. And really, Tori, you just bursting through. Yep. And really, man, we all can do it now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so, you open up a floodgate. You know yeah, what I mean? so with, with competition, I know I'm, I'm a baby. Sure. And my brother would pick on me yeah. and like you, I wanted to hang out with my brother yeah. and he didn't want to hang out with me just because he was older. There's a three year gap difference, age yeah. difference. Yeah. And I just was like, man, every time I tried to beat my brother at something, basketball, running, mm -hmm. whatever, yeah. Yeah. he used to kick my butt. Yeah. Not until I got into high school, I was mm -hmm. probably my sophomore year. Yeah. We played, we finally played basketball one-on-one -on -one, and this was like, I, I, damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a, my foot, putting my foot down. You are not finna beat me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny y'all say that though, but that was the first time I had ever beat my brother. Mm -hmm. I was 15 and I beat him in our, our first, we went to 10. Yeah. I finally beat him. And it was at that moment in time I was like, "You will never beat me again." Yeah, right. Same from, story. From that Same from story. that moment on, <laughs> yep. I, I never lost to my brother yep. because he was just like, "I got you." Because yep. I could. Believe, it's like I beat him now. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's real. So I know y'all got some competitive stories. Yep. Oh yeah. That's you know, it. like going going at it. Like, yeah, give me give me give me a give me a good story. So so one of the stories, same very very similar story. We had um we we uh went to Eastern Guilford High School. Yeah. Um and so. Um, I had grown six inches in my freshman summer, okay. and he was back from um, back from college and um, came to one of our practices. And after the practice, uh, he and I playing one on one. And again, by that time, I had developed. I was taller than him, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and 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 again, I I got him and I yeah. beat him that particular day. Um, but with football, it, it's 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 uh, it's always been a challenge. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that I can say other than the the, the score. Uh, we we uh, beat when I was with the Cardinals. We beat yeah. him a couple times. Um, we beat y'all in uh, when in, in 2003 mm -hmm. when I was with the Lions. Yep. Well, y'all yep. uh, y'all were 13 and two. Y'all came in. I was pissed. Yeah, y'all 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 we 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 beat y'all, but y'all I was I was mad at y'all because y'all were headed to the playoffs. We yeah. were headed home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the way y'all approached the game, but uh, but I say um, we got stories from at our grandma's house where black grandma's houses are oftentimes more like museums. <laughs> right? You can't touch rooms, you can't, can't touch do nothing. Plastic it's just, everywhere. Yeah. Plants, Everything is just an antique. Right. The tall plants, plants. The tall yes. plants growing plants, everywhere yes. and everywhere. Y'all so already know. We had the African grandma. art that ain't from Africa. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just label. When, right. when did you go? Grandma, you went to yeah. Africa? When did you go? It, none of this <laughs> stuff is from right. Africa. You flip it over made in China, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good house, man. So yeah, we in my grandma's house, and uh, he and I, like most occasions, got some ball, made up game. We playing, we getting rough, and um, we hit one of the antiques or hit one of the tables in the corner of his of his head. Yeah, hit I got the table. Yeah, and he's bleeding. Yeah, but we can't tell. You can't nobody. tell. Yeah, because you ain't supposed to be doing nothing. No, you ain't supposed to be playing. Not in grandma's house. So we competing so much and so heavy. 
um, we can't tell nobody this story. He got a a a, a, a cut right in his back. head yeah. that he can't. We got to hide that we can't tell nobody. <laughs> it was luckily enough. It had he didn't need any stitches or anything. But we got more examples of of stuff like that where we competed. I'm telling you, in everything, yeah. it didn't matter. It's it's Cards, we didn't even have to have. Yeah. We, and that's why we get on our kids now oftentimes where, where kids need to be set up with, with everything. You gotta have a baseball glove to play baseball or, or a bat to play baseball. We went and got sticks. We had, we had, we didn't a have rims. A little more resourceful back then. Yeah, yeah. it drives me crazy. My Broomstick, that was our bat. My driveway is on a slant. And my yeah. wife's like, we shouldn't even have a basketball goal cause like, it's not, it's on a slant. Sure. Like, that even matter? Like, <laughs> I played on grass. Yeah, like, you exactly. just, you make it work. You make it work. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so often I, I call it, uh, our, so many of our kids, and we're blessed, we're fortunate, sure. I get it. Yeah. You know, a lot of first world problems on this conversation right sure. now, but yeah. um, they live on a yacht. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. they don't yeah. know. It, yeah. It's really hard to tell somebody that lives on a yacht yeah. that, you know, your life is not, not that yeah. is bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, you know, that's all they know. That's their life. That's, that's their life. life. Yeah. Exactly. And to this day, we, you know, we still are very competitive, but we're respectful and we certainly have reached an age which uh, um, competing against one another is, is, is kind of less. We're kind of competing and have challenges that are oftentimes versus, uh, you know, in business together that are, that are, that are versus other obstacles. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we're more or less coming together to strategize on how collectively we're gonna overcome something that, you know, whatever challenge it is that we're facing that particular day, so. I like that, all right, we're gonna put a pin in that because I sure. wanna get into the business ventures in sure. a second. But before sure. we get that, I wanna talk about the greatest show on turf. Mm. And so what was that like when you first show up and it becomes, cause I don't think you guys were called the greatest show on turf until nah, all you guys man, showed was... up, your rookie year and yeah. You know, you guys are doing the dance. Bob and weave. The bob and weave. <laughs> and then you are also, I'll give you guys another thing. You got, that receiving core was the first receiving core I ever remember that it, nobody cared about yak. Like you guys just caught the ball and got down. We like, called it bomb shelter. We yeah. hated it. We hated it. <laughs> nobody it was bomb able, shelter. I, I, could never, I couldn't stand y'all. It's that, very that, unique. That kind of started happening a little later on in our career because, you know, we, we dealt with so many coverages, man. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I took some shots in the National Football League. You yeah. know, fortunately, I didn't take a ton of concussions, but I took some legitimate yes. shots across the league. So at times I thought, you know, it, like you hear primes, others talk about it, made it a business decision. At times I made those business decisions whether I was going to try to overexert myself and extend and get banged, or go ahead and be smart, take what I got, move, live to play another down. I thought it was genius. And then eventually, you guys bomb, first ones to really like right. And then eventually do it. bomb on you. And the next next thing you know, I'm in I'm in your end zone. Yeah. So, but in terms of my my introduction into the team with the greatest show on turf, I mean, I had Isaac Bruce, Ricky Pro, Oz Akeem guys when I came into the room that were true pros, true vets. Um, and was really good wide receivers in all facets of the position. Mm -hmm. So I had a I had a luxury of seeing that every day. So as long as I I felt as long as I stayed the course, I would could become that complete receiver because I was seeing it in my room every day. Now a lot of these young guys that are coming into their rooms, they they're all young, so they're all teaching each other mm -hmm. and they're learning as they go. Whether they're having a true, sometimes having a legit vet in the room that can kind of set the tempo of the room, set the tempo in practice you know, accountability, just showing you the way every single day. Right, I was fortunate right. enough to have that in our room and on the team. Guys like Brother Ray Agnew, who's now with the Detroit Lions, mm -hmm. uh, Kurt Warner, obviously I know yeah. Kurt Marshall, Orlando mm -hmm. Pace, who was dominant. I had the luxury of watching Orlando dominate guys because I played the X. So I'm right on the ball with the, I could see the left tackle working. 
He used <laughs> destroying, to dominate cats. He's a big human being. He is a man. He's, he's a, like a, a a bear, but a like a gentle giant. Gentle. He is so like, hey, what's up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so he's so soft. So seeing I met him that at the Super Bowl for the first time, and I was like, man, this dude is huge, huge, man. <laughs> like, and he was a tremendous athlete. You know, he yeah. played basketball, so I had a luxury of you know watching watching. So seeing that on a day to day basis, man, and if you love ball yeah. and you're competitive and you want to be you know, established at that at your position, established right. in the game. It's like, man, I got to do do what they do and more. Mm -hmm. So having that and then seeing how we formed and how we gelled, I think how we became the greatest show on turf was our practices. Like our practices mm -hmm. are greater than, like we had some awesome games, but our practices were even greater. To me, that's where the greatest show to me was born, was how we practiced, how unselfish we were. We mm -hmm. celebrated each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was which which was our coaches used to just tell us how rare that was. Like, yeah. we can't believe like like no one's tripping over who who's getting off. They're like every when one get off, everybody got off. Yeah. Right. And then another thing too, what extended beyond the playing field for us too, like as I as that with that championship group and that greatest show and turf group, all of us both offensively and defensively, we had a bond. Like we hung with each other. Like we yeah. spent time with one another outside of ball. Yeah. You know yeah. where I feel. You know how I feel about the game. So. That's how, that's what I was introduced to as a rookie. So you got to only imagine what my expectations were going to be each year. Right. That we had success or whether we didn't. I was just, I just had a good, we had a good foundation of players that showed us how to do it. And we had a really good foundation of coaches. Coach Dick Vermeil, who just went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was the head coach. And yeah. Mike Morris and those guys, Mike, Coach Morris was phenomenal. Was the, was the offensive coordinator and guys on defense. But we had a good collective of players where football meant something to him. Right. So for a rookie, it was good to get that kind of tutelage early. I think everybody I've spoken to who has been to a Super Bowl or have won a Super Bowl, they always talk about how dope or how amazing that locker room is and yeah. how they hang out yeah. outside yeah. of yes. the locker room. It's a must. You, yeah. I feel like you, I if you don't do that, you're not, you're not, you're not going to the Super it's gonna Bowl. It's going to be tough. It's going it's to be extremely tough. Yeah. And then can we just talk about you you talked about he's got inducted uh uh Dick Vermeil and he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Like mm -hmm. can we just talk about the Hall of Famers on that team real quick? So you got Dick Vermillion, you got yep. Isaac, yep. you got Kerr, yep. you got Orlando, uh, Orlando, Marshall. Marshall. And Aeneas I, Williams. Aeneas was with us in, on the championship oh team in two thousand one. What is that, five? Yeah. yeah. So what are you, four four time finalists? Like yeah. I know you're 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 knocking, you're beating. We just had um Leroy Butler on the show, mm -hmm, and he mm -hmm. he he was really talking about, and he really gave um, a beautiful depiction of what it meant for him to finally get that knock. And I'm I'm hoping, I'm praying. I see your name every year for the last couple of years, yeah. man. You you were damn you so close, and yeah. looking at yeah. your like when you just read off the stats earlier, I'm just like, man, this <laughs> what what is what, why wow. why what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Who, yeah who's yeah. ever I mean, who's ever no, listening, who's that. ever watching? Like, hey, let's do it. Let's get him. Let's in. do the damn yeah, thing. Stop playing. It's, it's about. No, that I appreciate time. that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it's, that. It's about that time. It's a it's it's a it's been a cool it's been a cool journey, man. I've been a, you know you mentioned <clears> I've been a finalist four years and just every year the, the process and just learning <clears> something different and right. seeing how it all works. Certainly, a, certainly um, excited for the guys that go that go in, but it's Definitely. always a level of disappointment Definitely. when you yeah, don't. Yeah, for you know, sure. But I will say this: coming out of this year, I, am, I we feel like our team, uh, my presenter who was who was Howard Balls and, and my team, we, we feel like we are a step closer. So mm -hmm. to your point, uh, we feel like it's it's going to happen soon. But it'll be it'll be an incredible 
moment to be a, you know to be able to did you think it would, it would be like this though like did you think like yeah maybe my work will just speak for itself i did or, absolutely certainly or there's a lot of politicking campaigning and, and i still and, lean on well, and i, and, I, I, want and I you still to lean explain on that. a presenter well, as well like i didn't even know you got to have a presenter yeah like, yeah oh yeah it's yeah. like it's so a each, whole so each, yes. each guy that goes in has a presenter and a lot of times it's it's, it's someone that covered them at that particular city or that particular team the beat writer oh. the beat writer yeah yeah so, you know, so hey, they have to go in and present your case of why you should be a pro football hall of fame. And to uh, Peanut's point, you know, my, my thing has always been it's my my work is done. It's yeah. it's hall worthy, yeah. great. If it's if it's not, okay, I get it. I, I think for me the biggest joy that I get out of continuing to stay around the game and as, as I continue to talk to guys that I played against, mm -hmm. the respect that we show for each other. Mm. Yeah, for playing the game. Yeah, yeah. to me, y'all know that. Y'all know that means everything. It does. When yeah. your dude come peers. up to you or whatever, yeah, tell you like, peers. yo, y'all know that that shake and yeah. that hug, yeah. like you a bad boy. That's yeah. yeah. And the hall is the hall is great, but that y'all know means a whole hell of a lot. So, good. just just feeling that being on that wavelength is great. I can only imagine with that and the hall and wearing the jacket. I mean, it's, it's icing on the cake in, in regards to how we feel and play this game and how oh. we view it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At what point did you know when it was time to hang it up? Sure. And I want you to talk about the transition of sure. not playing football. This is sure. what you've been doing your whole life. You've been sure. chasing your brother. Yep. You've had all these dreams. You've accomplished so many things. Yep. Can you talk about that transition? Because that's what this podcast is really it is. all about. It's talking yeah. about the second acts and we all figuring out what to do next. Sure. And kudos to uh, both you all for, no for, for doing this podcast. Yes, because, I mean, it's the thing that um, every player will go through. And to hear players that played 13 years, 18 years, 15 years, whatever have you, and to know that um, they're, they they may have the same struggles, they've set themselves up financially, they've played as long as they can play, but they still struggle for a guy that maybe played two years or six years or four mm-hmm. years where their careers may have been um, prompted to stop, you know, because they just couldn't make another team. But for me, I had the fortune again of having my brother um, play and come before me and having advisors that had advised him where uh, a lot of my transition started before I even took a snap in an NFL. It was thinking about next act and setting myself up with insurance and all those kinds of things that at some point of your career you have to start talking about. Um, I was, after my rookie year finished, I was part of that inaugural class that started to do some of the uh, executive entrepreneurship mm. kind of programs where I went to Wharton. Yeah. And so there was guys that were 10 years, 11 years, 12 years in, here I am as a rookie, mm-hmm. only rookie, youngest person, 24 years old, and there's 35, 36, 37 year old guys in there at this Wharton uh, event um, in school to learn about kind of transition. It was transitioning mm. with success. And so I've always kind of been ahead of the curve trying to think about my next act, not hoping that it would come anytime soon, but I got to prepare for it and start thinking about it. But just like anybody else, after my, uh, when it was all said and done and free agency was going in a way that I thought would um, not having a lot of bites from teams and um, having my faculties, I had had uh, several concussions when I played I had some injuries like knee and back and some of those things. I, you know, one day I just kind of looked around. It was like in February uh, leading into March. And like I said, I hadn't had a lot of uh, teams that had showed interest in communicating with my, uh, with my agent. I was like, you know what, man, I have done well. I've played six years. I had a goal of playing 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said, I, you know, I, I just think it is, it's time. I had just got married. Um, and uh, and finish in New Orleans and going to that 2009 season, I start going to uh, business uh, conferences yeah. and just wanting to just um, just learn like what's out there, like mm-hmm. you know what 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 opportunities um, kind of suit and fit our needs. And we had already started in 07 a real estate business. We were going to do house flips, 
and it was called Brothers Buildings was right. the name of the company, right. the LLC, Thank you. <laughs> the LLC that we had started. Yeah. And so we just started to, to learn. We had great mm. business advisors and people that um, we have been fortunate to be surrounded by to kind of talk to us and, uh, and that we could trust that mm -hmm. wasn't in it to have us invest in something that they wanted to do. And that's right. oftentimes what players can be surrounded around oh, is people that they trust that are in it for themselves to say, you know what, let's take, I can make your money work for mm -hmm. you. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just invest in me and invest in it. And for us, it was investing in ourselves right. and knowing that we had the drive and the ambition to do something uh, to go beyond what we had done with our sports careers. And so fast forward to that, um, you know, for me, I just, um, and, and, and with my wife's support, because I went through a period where I was down, I didn't have yeah. a locker room to support yeah, me and yeah, to pick me yeah. up. So I, I, I probably, I told my brother this, I probably, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't know that it was depression, but I probably was going through depression mm -hmm. for yeah, about a couple months. For sure, months. 1,000%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so I had to find that next thing. And I think what has helped me, and me and Tori talk about this all the time is, if you're trying to get in one big bite, all of the, um, joy that you get and accomplishment you get from playing in the National Football League and running out there on the field for eight, with 80, 85,000 people either booing you or cheering for you, you're probably gonna be disappointed. What you have to do in transitioning and uh, in your second act is those small bites and those small wins and kind of um, collectively putting together whether it's business that you're doing, whether it's um, being able to be the dad mm -hmm. that you you know wanted to be or you couldn't be when you know when when you had uh, football kind of uh, taking up so much of your time, uh, volunteering. Yeah. Um, it's it's things of which um, you know ingratiating yourself into your community, things like that. That I think those collectively can put together a nice little mix of stuff that can um, give you the pleasure um, of playing and not not replace it. Right. It's, 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 it's something that, you know, that, that most people don't do, but it can give you the pleasure of, um, of filling your day with small wins yeah. and things that you can, uh, you can find a career and find a second act out of. And for me and for us that we did, we went around business conferences, got business advisement, and then landed rather than the real estate company on, um, construction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there was, a opportunities for both public and private projects that um, could uh, benefit from diversity and inclusion and from a minority-owned company like Hope sure. Brothers Construction. And so we went about that course of pursuing public and private opportunities. And 11 years later, man, we've kind of grown our uh, kind of revenue pushing um, kind of like nine figures now nice. and uh, and some big opportunities in front of us. And it's it's just been just like our careers where um, we, we've grown each year, we've evolved, we've learned, we've right. gotten better, we got craftier, got smarter. Um, we've had some, some things that we've not done well, right. Um, right. but we've learned from those and uh, we feel like uh, we've surrounded ourselves with a really, really, really good team. They are really what make Tori and I successful and uh, we have the benefit of uh, all the lessons that we've learned and people that we've talked to, coaches being coached, mm -hmm. we have that and we are in the position now to coach, right. to coach and own and, uh, and step in the fray when we need to, to, uh, to, to provide a, a plan of action and a course of action and uh, letting people grow and work and, uh, and all those kinds of things. So that's, that's really what's been, uh, been beneficial for us and been helpful for us. And I, and I appreciate that. Um, 
kind of give us that whole what you guys are up to a little bit more sure. now. And the, what I was thinking of before sure. I kind of lost my thoughts. Sure, sure. What you said was so true is that the respect mutually from your peers sure. and being called a true pro. Mm -hmm. right? pros That's pro. like the ultimate mm -hmm. compliment pros, mm -hmm. for football players a yeah. lot of times in locker rooms. Like, well, I just want to be called a, the pro. pro like, I want to pro. Right? Well, it's, it's funny because when, when he, when he and, and I had this conversation with my, with my kids, when Terrence was in high school, I talked to him as a high schooler. When he was in college, I talked and treated him as he was a high schooler. I mean, when he was college, mm -hmm. when he came to the pros, all oh, that's over. You a pro now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a whole, didn't I? It's a whole level up, level ex of expectations, and you got to do it every day. You a pro? That's your, the, the expectations for you to show up every single day. And I tell my, and now I'm having that conversation with my daughters. I'm not, I'm not talking to you like I talked to you when you was in high school. Yeah. I'm talking to you now, you're in college. Dad's been through that, mom's been through that. And we and we speaking that way. Right. And as you move up, so um, no, I just wanted I just wanted to share. I just wanted just wanted no, to share. I, that. And I appreciate that. And then, you know, the, let's talk about your transition a little sure. bit. I mean, what made you decide to retire when you did? I mean, you were still productive your last year. I think you believe you had 51, 51 catches, catches for over seven yeah. yards. And you're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, my my body, my my knees told me, yo, you it's time for you to be be done. <laughs> I can do it. A yeah. lot of turf days. You, you know, a lot I, of turf too. Yeah, you know, a lot of you know, I've, I've had surgeries, had issues. I came into to, to the pros with with the knee issue mm -hmm. oh. um, that I suffered down at the at the, at the at senior bowl. bowl. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, so I knew early on that I would have knee issues, and because of the way, also how I practice and how I played and how we cut and move the receiver, you gotta, mm -hmm. when you do a lot of bend and a lot of cutting. Sure. So I knew I had a, a certain window. So with that, with me knowing that, anticipating that, that, that drove me to really in that window that I had was to go as hard as I possibly could. Right. Uh, be as consistent, be as, as dominant as I possibly could. Um, so it was my knees that, my health is what took me out, um, which was fine. You know, I, 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 cause again, I, I anticipated it happening I knew it was coming. Um, when it does, it's 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 not what we what we want, but yeah. it's reality. It is reality, yeah. Follow so, um, time. Yeah, so I spoke to Coach Belichick about it, and you know, and we came up with a plan. And and uh, remember calling home, calling my wife, calling my grandmother, calling Terrence, calling my pops. Hey, this it was is, a day. It was, hey, it was you know, this is this is yeah. I was this is it. Yeah, this is it. I was coming from a business conference. <laughs> yeah. um, and he called, and uh, it was it was kind of a pregnant pause there, where it was like he said, "Man, I'm done," and and I knew he was I I, I knew he was serious. He's hurting his voice. Oh man, it was it was it was, and when he said he was done, it was it was we done. Yeah, family's yeah. done, right? Because yeah. I had transitioned before him, and yeah. what I was gonna say. The funny thing about transition, I'm chasing my brother, right? I'm always coming after my brother. Middle school, high school, college, pros. This is the first time that I was able to go before him. Yeah. So I was able to talk to him about transition yeah. and yeah. what it was gonna yeah. be like. And um, I, I never forget telling him the, 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 the thing that he'll have to do, that we'll have to do, that I had to do is humble ourselves. Yeah. Because we're, 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 you know, being down back around the draft and going to the Super Bowl and all those kinds of things, oftentimes we are, not cause we ask for it, but we're put on a pedestal. For sure. And we, you know, we're these nice hotels and there's fans and there's people doing a whole lot of stuff for you when you transition and you go back into the home and not that you're out of the home, but 
there is nobody cheering your name. Right. right. You know, right. and you got to be okay with that. Get a little quieter, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's it's it, and, yeah. and and when you yeah. step in the business, yeah. um, people may uh, 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 allow and set up a meeting with you because again, that they, they know you and 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 kind of uh, appreciated the career that you had. But when they're talking about giving you a business opportunity, that ain't got nothing to do <laughs> because you caught, you know, <laughs> seven four one forty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if again, if it's there's money that you're spending, they want a return on their investment. Right. They want right. a service <laughs> that is uh, is in keeping with that cost. So I was telling my brother at these business conferences, it's people that you know will chew you up. Yeah. What's your elevator speech? What yeah. do you do? And I, and, and, I, and 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 we and to that point, we went to an event and I wasn't ready. Yeah, you weren't ready. And I got humbled. Yeah, yeah. real quick, <laughs> real quick. So I went out, told him, I was like, "Man, I ain't never, man, I ain't never felt like that." He was discouraged because <laughs> because the, the guy, the 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 guy was kind of go ahead. You no, I was going no. It, it it wouldn't have been no different if he'd have came on my turf at the Pro Bowl and he, you know, yeah. And uh, and then I'm on his turf as a as a businessman. I wasn't yeah. ready. Uh, meant, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I am okay. Here I am, you know, I can. Nah, man. I didn't even know how to, I had to learn how to talk the language yeah. Yeah. of business culture. How long did it take you, say, like, well, how long did it take you to to figure that out during that transition phase? Like, say, okay, I retired January 1, and yeah. then you're talking to your brother, he's giving you some advice. Yeah. Did you sit out a year? Did you wait a year? Did you, or do you get right into it? You no, know, I was, we, we, we was, we, I was done, I was probably a couple years out Yeah. Okay. we actually really went into it. Yeah. So I was I, I was done I was done in my at the going into the 09 season. We started the business in October 17, 2011 is when oh, we got so going. Cool. But yes. we were but we were in it, but we yeah. were going around taking coffees, lunch, right. dinners with people to teach us, to right. tell us before yeah, we right. okay. expend money. Yeah. Tell us we'll pay for coffee, lunch, and dinner yeah. to get lessons. How do we come into this construction industry? What's the best way? How have minority for minority companies or companies, small companies, how have they failed? You right. know what I mean? How have they been able to carve out an identity for themselves to be known for something? Like we're going around asking architects, engineers, uh, potential clients, uh, and other general contractors, construction managers, just like that, just like us. And what end up happening, which is the greatest thing, is just like with a coach, where a coach see that a player has invested, and they'll come to them for extra work or extra tips. That's what we were getting from those people we were seeking counsel from. Right. Mm -hmm. As they seen, we were into it, and right. this was no some no not a place where we was just throwing money or we were going to own the company and never be seen and throw money at it and stuff like that. They seen our personal investment and interest in coming back. And if a guy told us, or girl told a uh, young lady told us to be, hey, come to this conference, and it's in San Diego, but come to this conference, what was happening was they was testing us. Yep. We show up, we on time, we suited and booted. So, yeah. You know, we, 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 we seeking knowledge, we there. First thing is we show up, and y'all know, like I know in our sport, um, and for our meetings, coming to a meeting and just showing up at meeting at eight o'clock, that, that ain't it. You know what I mean? At eight o'clock, you you late. If the right. meeting started at eight and you yeah. there at eight, you late. Right. So we showing up 15 minutes early, attentive, ready to go. People started to invest in us. They they started to champion us. And that's really the, the, the thing that helped he and I grow to lead our team is we needed some executive coaching too. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We needed to be poured in. As and, well. I, and I would say for for our for our uh, 
current and former players and legends and alumni that's listening to this podcast, I think you have to allow yourself to uh, be humbled and allow yourself to be able to work through transitional coaching yeah. mm. for a professional career outside of pro ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, like to, to give yourself the grace to to learn. Because again, yeah. like I said, I, I wasn't ready for some of those business conversations right. that those folks right. had. I went back to town, I was like, some of that shit. So, but it made me like, okay, all right. In my my plan days, I ain't letting I, I ain't letting that mistake happen again. Right, like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like that'd be the last time coach gonna say that, say something to me about that. Yeah. So you just learn to clean it up. You learn to get better, but you got to give yourself the grace to do that. And you got to know what you do. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Is people asking, yeah. what do you do? Meaning, you know gotta, what know what your business does. Yeah. Like, and and you got to do it in does. a concise way because yeah. you might have the benefit, especially at these big conferences where people are meeting a lot of people. You may have the ear of an executive or a CEO for sixty seconds. You yeah. coming down? It's, that's why it's called an elevator, elevator speech. Because everybody, because everybody, everybody want to chat. Everybody yeah. want to get with them. And what? And, and the and the thing I'll say to uh, players in 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 their second act, if it's business, if it's you know uh, philanthropic work, whatever, is what what we learned very quickly was while humbling ourselves is something that we needed to do. We didn't need to fray um, from who we are. Right. And what happens is is in business, right? If you know, everybody goes to Wharton, everybody goes to Howard or or whatnot, and they are being trained to be these business folks. They're a dime a dozen. Like they've gone the path towards being the business people we are. What we had was that we were unique. And what you'll learn in doing business and trying to do business is that 90% of the discussion that you maybe have, that you may have with somebody has nothing to do with that business. Right. You're talking, you know, sports, topic of the day, and being unique and having something to talk about other than the widget or the thing or business culture and discussion made us stand out. Mm. And so that's what I'd say to players is don't worry about changing who you are. Be who you are because right. that uniqueness right. is going to be different and going to make you stand out right. amongst everybody else. But be ready once in that 10% of that discussion, you gotta know your business. That's right. And, and come with what you want. What do you right. want? What are you That's trying right. to get out of this meeting? Right. Right. We shouldn't just be meeting just to meet. And you, you're dealing with somebody's time. It might be an hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes. What do you want? And don't be afraid to tell people what you want. How can you help me? Yeah. More people will help you if you open your mouth rather than you just, again, not open your mouth and don't utilize that meeting or that time that people have. All I can say is, Cheer. wow, that's 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 <laughs> yeah, dope. I, I, I like I, was, I like that you just said. It seems like, and you're not the first person to do this. I'm I'm the same way. I think you are too. When when we retire and we get out and we get into that transition, and then we get humbled, we somehow get back into how we prepared, how we yeah. got to the league. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you do it when you do yeah. your notes and stuff, right? Yeah. When you yeah. you on TV and it's just like yeah. no no. I, Hold on, hold on, nut. I, yeah. I I gotta take these notes real quick. Yeah. Like we 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 get into that. All right, I know I'm not in the league no more, but I got to get back into that. I'm in the league mentality, mentally, yeah. of, of of how we prepare. Yeah. Like I think like, we all like, just naturally like, do that. Like once we came to the professional football league, once we once we became professionals, we pros for the rest of our life, yo. For sure, it's a great point. And whatever we do, yeah, it's a great point because we only know one way. And I'm a pro. Like, That's it. It's like fight or flight, and there ain't no flight. Yeah, there ain't no flight. I'm a pro, yo. <laughs> 
You're dealing with a pro. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, why I'd encourage guys that your second act can be better than your first yeah. act. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because now, now we, hopefully you've done right by your money. Uh, you are able to invest in yourself and able to multiply what you have. And uh, like I said, humbling yourself, asking people for what you want and uh, and preparing like you knew you had to prepare if you were a safety or a corner and you had to go against the best receiver or the tight end or the running back or whatnot. You wasn't just showing up. And it's the same thing with business is do your homework, especially on who you meet. And if somebody sends you a meeting invite, what's the agenda? What are we gonna mm -hmm. talk about? Ask about it. Right, mm -hmm. I, I'm not mm -hmm. going in a meeting mm -hmm. that I'm not I, having no kind of understanding of what we mean yeah, about. Exactly. I, I think that's very important to try and encourage a lot of guys that are going through that transition to, you know, a lot of us are fearful of the unknown. Sure. And yep. so a lot yep. of times, you know, you've great, you've given some great nuggets sure. talking about, you know, be who you are, yeah. right? And I've got some advice that, hey, look, man, some of you guys are, are stars, naturally, so people will be attracted yep, to you correct. because you're a natural star. Correct. And when you dim your light, other people can't shine. Yep, so yeah. when you shine and continue to be who you are, it lets everybody in the room shine and be That's seen. So it. continue to lean into who you are. I think you guys have really hit that on the head. And for me, I would like to know about, you know, the Holt Brothers Inc. Sure. And when you started this thing, did you guys have any like initial goals? And have you achieved those goals? And sure. what is your trajectory or the future plans for it? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, we certainly had goals. Um, you know, we knew they would change kind of over time. Of course. But uh, we had read all the business metrics of, you know, if you can make it three years and you can make it, you know, we That's heard the runway. All, yeah, That's we the heard runway. all those yeah. things. Um, we've evolved. We've changed. We've uh, we've got more focus. Um, Whole Brothers, Inc., uh, when we started, was uh, – kind of the parent company for uh, LLCs like Hope Brothers uh, Football, Hope Brothers Development, um, and Hope Brothers Construction LLC. And then we had, before Hope Brothers Inc. was born, we had Hope Brothers Foundation Inc., right. which just is affiliate to ours. That's a lot of Inc. websites you have to yes. But we've narrowed our focus where uh, our primary businesses are. We don't, we're not doing anything with the development company, like going after any real estate deals. And uh, we used to do camps uh, and clinics with the football company and COVID happened. And so we kind of not doing much with the, uh, with the football company. And so it's construction and it's foundation. Mm. And so sometimes narrowing your focus is part of that game plan mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And you learn that over time. Mm -hmm. Like right. mm -hmm. I only got so much bandwidth, yeah. right? And I can keep trying to chop at everything or I can narrow my focus right. and I can get something done. And sometimes again, getting something done is the motivation to keep going. Right. versus being so spread out. And so we did that. And, uh, you know, we initially started with the goal of doing work in a certain kind of way, like like we just wanted to do college and university work, um, where we've kind of spread now, where we're doing education is a big focus, college and university, but we're also doing uh, K through 12. Mm -hmm. So we've built um, kind of uh, elementary schools, high schools. Uh, we've worked at our alma mater and done some cool projects. Now that's, that, right. that, that's a cool thing to when work. you get to come home, when come back come home yeah. and, work, and, and yeah. do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it probably means a lot more oh, man, it's, when you see a building that you can help construct or yes. construct <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on your old stomping grounds yeah. and campus. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of pride and it, I know how proud is. your family is. Yeah, so I, I say, me and Tori talk about this, like I know my campus like I've never known my campus, mm -hmm. places I never went on campus. Right. You know how we are, we got 
if you in sociology degree, which I was, I went to the buildings that was sociology right. and I was going, right. Right. And I was going back right. to the Degree's football central. facility, <laughs> football facility <laughs> and the dining hall. Those mm. are the places I know. So now we've learned a whole lot more about campus because we're working on campus, um, but we've done, uh, do work for our city. We do parks and recreation. Yeah. We're doing this cool project that I wanna kind of elaborate on. It's called uh, North Carolina Freedom Park. And it's the first and only uh, uh, park um, to commemorate the efforts of African-Americans to the state of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So right. all this time, there's no park in Charlotte, there's no park in um, Winston or all these other uh, metros throughout our state. And it's uh, on the doorstep of the governor's because the governor's uh, mansion is uh, right in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, that's yeah, our yeah. that's our capital. And so we're doing this park and it has all these, um, on these precast wall, all these engravings of uh, statements quotes from famous uh, African-Americans uh, that made significant contributions to our state. So we're working on that and we've been working on that for the past year. We ride by it every day because it's just doorsteps from our office. Um, so it's like watching paint dry because yeah. stuff don't happen like yeah. that on a day, it takes some time. I mean, yeah. we've been in this project over a year, but to see that project come together and has this beacon of hope um, that is this uh, stainless steel structure that's about 40 foot um, that sits in the middle of the park that, that, that serves like a flame. And the flame is to provide hope to folks, African-Americans that have done so much in our state and now they get an honor and a privilege yeah, like of having that. that. I'm sure you guys are gonna have Charles L. Sifford on there. He's the I, yep, yep, I first African-American PGA golfer. You know I he, am. He, you, you, yeah. you, you, you do know that. But yeah, we, uh, so, so to do stuff like that and to be able to take our kids um, to see tangible things that, yeah. you know what, that, you know, dad built that, and you know, that gas station that you pumping that gas, dad, dad and, and, and uncle built mm -hmm. that. So it's, uh, it's, it's legacy building. I love it. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a cool thing to do. I love it. I, you know, the thing that's, that's, we, we tend to do things at least from a foundation standpoint or a charitable standpoint, yep. you know, my, my daughter had a heart transplant back in 2008 and uh -huh. I had my whole foundation set aside and, we were doing education, but once she got sick, I decided to change it. It was sure. we're more education based. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, my heart's not really in education, but I do want to keep my foundation and help these kids. Yeah. So we ended up changing the mission statement mm -hmm. and we started mm -hmm. doing things in hospitals now. Sure. And I want you guys to talk about what you're doing and what your promise was, because sure. I know you guys lost your mom yep. 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 when you guys were kids to cancer. Yep. And I want you, can you just talk about kind of what, what your foundation is doing right now? Yeah, sure. so yep. so Whole Brothers Foundation um, is uh, our, our mission. We support young kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer. Okay. Uh, we lost our mom to lymphoma in 1996. She was 43 years old. Mm. Um, so uh, we vowed to do something in honor of her name when, once I made it to the National Football League. <clears throat> Won the Super Bowl and then after the year after that, uh, went to this meeting called Bear Essentials where it was all these families and these kids and these families that were going through cancer. And uh, I had never been to mm -hmm. uh, a, a meeting like that. When, mom, when our mother was diagnosed and was going through it, the only um, treatment we got was amongst each other. My brother and my sister, my pops, my uncle, my grandmother, everybody came around mm -hmm. to take care of my mom. So. Um, but we didn't have the tools, the resources to know how to deal with that type of trauma. Yeah. Because once cancer penetrates the home, that's trauma. Yeah. yeah. It may not be a trauma from a helmet hit, a head, the head hit, but 
it's a disease and it's trauma to the crib. So a lot of those resources, a lot of the time for mom or dad goes towards trying to beat cancer or mom or dad resting. Not a lot of time for kids. Well, kids need to de- need to develop. Kids need to be social. Kids need to be kids. So I went to this meeting and I was like, it, it was unbelievable the type of information that the parents were getting, also the type of information that the kids were getting on how to deal with and cope with cancer. Mm-hmm. And you went to this meeting because like y'all know when y'all play, uh, our uh, community folks would try to connect you to the community for things that resonated with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And they know that Tori, mom had passed away from cancer and it was like hey you probably should go to this meeting you probably yeah. kind of relate to this and when he went to the meeting that's when he kind so, of so marcy moran who was our who was our um player development and, and, and handled all of the, the stuff that we get out in the community took me to this went to this she suggested that i go to this meeting so we went and um and i was like you know we don't have a program like this in north carolina like the kids could benefit yeah from something like this in north carolina i know i am i you was would in my 20s yeah and i'm benefiting benefiting Bidding fitted from it now at 20 some plus years old, I can only imagine what it'd be like if I was a kid and coming right. on up through the ranks. So um, we started started the foundation in 2000, bought the program to North Carolina. It's called Kids Can. Kids can still accomplish and achieve anything that they want, mm-hmm. though their parent or guardian is battling cancer. And we work with uh, area hospitals in North Carolina. We have programs that provide peer empathy, education, mental support to those families. Yeah. And those families at the hospitals meet on a monthly basis. Terrence and I often attend those meetings. Again, these are, it's our foundation. It's the families that we're supporting. Right. We feel like, we feel like that it's important not only to have your foundation, but be visible. Yes. You know? Present. Be, be present. Your time. Your time. Yeah. Like the resources are it's cool and you, we can generate a lot of resources and we can bring a lot of resources to the foundation, but you can do you can bring more than that by being present present by being visible yeah. spending the time building relationships with those families so we're able to do that with those with those kids can families um so we we right now we're we have uh what four programs yep. in north carolina and then yep. one in st louis um and uh we're just again just helping kids man give them the confidence give them the uh the information that they need to be able to go on yeah, and one of the one of the other things about the foundation that we're really excited about too is we have a scholarship program now. So the kids that go through the kids camp program are ages six through seventeen. Mm. So a lot of those kids, once they finish high school, have aspirations to go off to university. Right. Well, again, the resources are dried up. They may be able to get some pension plan. You know, they may be able to get some type of college education or some type of scholarship or something. So we said, you know what? It'd be cool if we take some of those dollars start the scholarship programming for kids that need a little extra push, we can provide a scholarship for them and they can go off to university. So our foundation also provides scholarship dollars for those kids that go through the program. And I think we've now given over maybe a hundred some plus thousand dollars in scholarship funds to those kids in our programs. So that's the, some of the, that's the gist of what Hope Brothers Foundation um, is all about. Again, we, it's a, it's cancer centric, um, certainly. Uh, but it's something near and dear to Terrence's eye heart. Yeah. Because our mom passed away. So it gives us great joy and it makes it, you know, it makes it um, 
easier to go mm-hmm. and to go out and to fundraise and to keep this thing going and, yeah. to, and, to, and to have the type of impact that we have. Yeah. So you got Holt Brother Foundation, Holt Brother Inc., Holt Brother Plumbing, Holt Brother Music, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got Holt Brother Media Mogul, right, 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 you know right. what I'm saying? Y'all got all the Holt right. Brother this and everything. But I, but I will say this too, Peanut, and I'll say to, to, to our listeners, with your foundations, found, we've also found that having a foundation has also brought us business. Yeah. Yeah. Vice versa. I agree. Vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, so there's, as you, as you get into, continue to get into your business and continue to get into your career, um, you, you'll learn how, how the two can, can intersect and how the two can, can help and play off each, each and, other. And we've done some things strategically where the foundation started out in 2000 as mm-hmm. Tory Holt Foundation. Mm-hmm. And then it went to Hope Foundation. And then as part of a kind of global branding initiative, we changed it to the Hope Brothers Foundation. Right. Again, just to make the connection and it resonate and part of the um, bringing the business stuff on um, were decisions that we made because we were uh, very confident that the two could work off each other. Right. But we never did a foundation because, I mean, it's proof and it's evident because the foundation started in 2000, but we didn't do a foundation to get business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It just kind of happened that way. It right. kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. we had a foundation exactly. and then we started a business. Yeah. Right. But we see that. Um, and I'll and, say this real quick too, yeah. before I cut you off, I'm sorry. You know, we, we often, people often say to us how unique we are as a, as a, uh, as a firm is because we do provide that foundation arm. Right. So we're a for-profit, but we also have a non-profit mm-hmm. arm as well. So we're obviously a non-profit where we're going out and we're soliciting the business and we're doing a, a service, but we're also doing a service with our foundation by building our community where we live, eat and play. And right. And awesome. so it's, 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 it's it's connected. Yeah. It is connected. And I was gonna say that's another thing about players that we oftentimes, as you talked about, Peanut, we start foundations before we finish our careers. Yeah. Right. You know, we're helping, we're involved in the community. Yeah. And um it's it's again, it it's a thing that makes us unique. Correct. And I talked about us not needing to change, but you can take that uniqueness, right? And you start a nonprofit again, not just to do it, but for something that you feel that you can be just as good as you were in your sport, in your crab, you can be good in um, creating this service. But what'll happen is, is because again, you're so, um, uh, you, you support your community and you've been supporting your community when there's a choice between, you know, Holt Brothers plumbing mm-hmm. versus <laughs> uh, 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 Tillman and Harper, uh, Harper plumbing, right. they might choose us because we've been in this community for a while you. because yeah. they right. know these dollars going to circle. You don't, you don't want him. He going to shit on you. Anyway. <laughs> hey, it, it, look, I would just say this. Um, uh, 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 a person I love and respect a lot is a, a pastor of mine, his name is Pastor Duran Gray. Okay. He said something so great, and you guys have really hit it home today, is that once you're affected by something, you become an advocate for it. Oh, for yeah. Sure. And so you guys are talking about this with uh, with the lymphoma, with yeah. losing your mom, mm-hmm. and peanut with your daughter mm-hmm. and everything um, like that. What is something that your mom has taught you, oh, Terrence, wow. I'll start with you, that oh, you still geez. use in, in that you still have hold with great value and that you used in your everyday life. Oh, my work, my work ethic. Yeah, it yeah. comes from my mom. Yeah. I mean, not not that my dad, because my dad certainly was uh, wasn't a slouch, and uh, he was a he is a uh, is, is a marine, um, and uh, 
was uh was provided to I say I careful not to say awarded because you don't get awarded the Purple Heart. Right. Um but uh <laughs> you earned right? it. You so definitely he, earned it. Yeah, yeah. Earned, that. <laughs> earned, earned, earned the Purple Heart. You might lose and, some flesh off yeah, of that right? purple heart. Served in Vietnam. <laughs> but our backbone to our house was our mom. <laughs> and um I to this day cannot remember a day that my mom missed work. She worked in Glen Raven Mills and she got up 5.30 in the morning, had to be work at seven to three, and she did it day in, day out. Um, and so it's, it's, it's her work ethic. Um, it's it's um, little did I know in 1986, we talked about kind of my mom being diagnosed with lymphoma. She was diagnosed then in 1986 mm. with lymphoma. I was six years old, he was 10, my sister was 14. Well. My mom was so strong that me as a six-year-old, Tori knew and my sister knew, but I didn't know. So cancer went into remission in 86 and came back in 95. But my mom was going through chemo, all of that in 86, 87 or so, and getting up, not missing work. And when we knew there was an issue was when my mom could not go to work. Right. She came home in 95, she felt something in her stomach, something was going on, called off work, and two weeks later, she knew something was going on. She went to go to the doctor and finally got the news that she regretted, which was that cancer had come back. Right. But it was her work ethic um, that, Rome, I can tell you, Pina, I can tell you, no matter the defensive drills, wave, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, backpedaling down the line, you know, from one sideline to the other sideline, how that would burn my quads and your quads and all those kinds of mm -hmm. things. Man, I think about my mom and I work at it. I'm out here getting paid yeah. to do this in the National Football League. Are Especially you kidding me? Make, yeah. Right, you know right. For, so for me, right. it's it's uh, that working. memory of her and her work ethic, um, and her persevering with something that, um, unlike mostly what we deal with, was life and death. Mm. And the fact that here I am at 33 years old. Um, and I'm facing a situation with life and death, and I had these kids that 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 um, are looking up to me and need me, but yet and still getting up, working day in and day out, yeah. um, is is something that I pull from, I draw from when there's times that get rough. Because if you second act, first act, you're gonna have adversity. Yes. And so, what are you drawing from? What's your source of inspiration? She has been and is my source of inspiration. Yeah, I, I think for me, and all of what Terrence said, um, but more importantly, um, her example, man, like, you know, loved her family, listened to all her brothers and sisters, um, loved her kids, mm -hmm. you know, with, with, as Terrence mentioned, with work, chemo, come home, come pick us up from school, from basketball practice, drive us home, be at the games on Tuesday, be at the games on Friday, like, we know she's dead tired, but her example of just yeah. being there, um, I think to me is what is what's everlasting when I think about my mom. It's uh her being there and just her her, her smile look. too. Yeah, her, her smile, smile her love. Her she's she's always say too, you know, you know, people uh, you know, folks that have something to say about you, whether you're doing good or bad. So you might as well keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like that. <laughs> you know, and do it with, you know, do it with grace and do it with uh and do it with a smile as Terrence mentioned. So yeah. Well, well, look, man, I appreciate it. Come Hope on, brothers. Thank y'all, man. Hopefully Thank by the man. end of the day, appreciate we'll have another Hope. 
industries right, or right, something. Right, right. Hope it, uh, hope electronics. <laughs> do something Listen, else, man. What right. it won't be because y'all do so well with uh, Sackinax and, uh, and, and and the way y'all transition, what it won't be is a podcast. Because right. <laughs> y'all killing it. So kudos to y'all, man. Appreciate Thank y'all, man. Appreciate Thank y'all, man. Thank Keep you going. guys for coming here, man. Absolutely. Terrence. Love you guys. Salute, Tori, sir. Salute. Good luck. Yes. Can't wait to knock that door down, Chill. man. And probably the only person that's going to be happier than you will be your brother. Yes, right? I know, that right? He's been there since day one. He's Maybe I have him come out and yeah, pull yeah. it. You know how they pull the cloth off yeah, the, uh, of the bus? He's going to be him. Yeah. Man, congratulations, yeah. man. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Thank y'all. Peace. It. Much love. Thank you guys for listening. You know, with with every show we do and every guest we have, we try to make it very authentic and just be vulnerable and open and secure and make this a safe place for these guys to talk. And you guys have been awesome for supporting us. We can't thank you enough. We are here to educate and entertain. So make sure, like always, and I always ask you, make sure you hit the subscribe button, give us a five-star rating, tell a friend to tell a friend to do what, Peanut? Tell a friend. Make sure anywhere you get your Apple, your podcast, whether it's Apple or iHeart, link in. Appreciate y'all. Give us a listen. Hit that button. Click it. I think he needs to stop now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.